Welcome to the Headlyhead Show. This is episode number 86, and we have a very special guest with us tonight, uh, Mr. Nick Maxwell. Hey, how are you guys? Okay. And on top of that, we have our usual 400 hosts. Well, tonight there's only two out of the 400 that are joining me is Cholo. Hey, how's it going? And Diamond Diamante coming in hot all the way from Florida. Hey, everybody. I was still in Florida. Oh, you wish, right? Yeah, really no, nice I'm back up north. Oh, it was really beautiful. nice. Really nice here today. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> it was so nice. Like when I first got there, it was cold. It was 60, and these Florida people were wearing winter jackets and stuff, which I didn't even know they sold here at uh, in Florida. I had and to then order it from up north. Like, I mean, like, these guys walked out in, like, the big poofy, like, skiing jackets. And I'm like, what in the world are you guys doing? It's not that cold here. <laughs> Our blood's Dude, thin down here. Uh, I mean, give me 55 degrees, and you, for me, it's summer. Uh, yeah. Dude, too cold. So, and I'll talk about this, but I, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? I totally flew my nitro. I did uh, uh, a little bit of a cleanup and put a new pipe on my uh, 700 raw nitro. And I went outside in 14 degree weather. I lasted four minutes. I could not feel my fingers anymore. The helicopter was pirouetting, arrow flipping. I wasn't telling it to do, at least I thought I wasn't, but my fingers were frozen stiff in a pirouetting motion. What field are you at? Because because doesn't um the field that you have the um your event at doesn't that one have like a little hut you stand in? You guys like blow a heater in there so that way your hands stay warm. No, uh, this was this was you know uh you know right in front of my uh my house. Because right. I have that you know that field to the side, so I just went out there and I just wanted to um, do a quick test just because like you know like I had this this old uh. uh uh, protune pipe on it and it just had a weird noise in it I, and there was nothing loose the baffle didn't seem like it was loose or anything inside i just got a you know uh bought a brand new protune pipe from somebody down in georgia bruce deese i think his name was this is like six seven months ago so i'm like well i got this pipe might as well try this and see if and it made a huge difference there was no rhyme or reason why that one had a weird you know, sound to it, and I don't know what it was, but I put a new pipe on it. And let me tell you something: my fingers were frozen, but man, that nitro was pulling hard. Oh yeah, I bet. You know, I had yeah. one. I had one of those protune pipes do the same thing. It was that Allen screw for the nipple was loose. I took it out, re-RTV'd it, and stuck it in, and it went away. Huh? Yeah, like I don't know, but yeah. Hmm. <laughs> So should we kind of get this show on the road? What do you guys think? We got to we oh, yeah. got to redeem ourselves, you know. Uh, the West Coast crew did an amazing job, right? So yes, they did. Yeah, that was a really I good episode. It was. Yep. So let's let's get this show on the road. So first is first. We like to thank uh, each and every one of you that download, stream, listen to us, post in our 
Facebook uh, group that we have. Um, and those that we kind of talked to, to some of the events that we've been to. So uh, thank you so much for, for supporting us. And the way you support us is by listening and chatting with us and giving us ideas for shows, so on and so forth. So thank you. All right. So we're changing the uh, little bit of the format, right? We're not doing weeks as far as each individual week, but most of us have been to some events in the past couple of months. Our weeks so, have been advanced month, right? Yeah. So uh, let's kind of do a little bit of uh, event coverage rather than weeks, which in turn kind of, you know, it's going to cover some of the things that we've been up to in the past couple of weeks. So let's see. So we'll leave Winter Bash because you guys have so much to talk about too, about it, right? There was a lot that happened at Winter Bash. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was real good. It was okay. Well, let's let's get into the rodeo because that's the one that me and uh, Nick were at. Um, you know, I'll I'll start going down the list. Nick, feel free to interject and give your two cents, or if you want to, you know, wait until I kind of go through my bullets that I have for the rodeo, and uh, then you could give your bullets. It doesn't really matter to me. Okay. So for me. And for you, it's even probably a longer trip, Nick, because you went somewhere else before the rodeo, right? Uh, yeah, Australia and Japan. Yeah, so you went to. So for you, it was a super long trip. For me, it was just a long trip. Oh, so I, okay. I got I got there. What uh, I came in on Thursday. Um, you came in. You came in Friday, was it, Nick, or you were there Thursday and just didn't show up to the field until Friday? Yeah, I got there like uh, I think it was Thursday at eleven p.m. Okay. Yeah, so it was kind of one of those things where it was a long trip. I got in like Thursday afternoon, also or Thursday evening, better said. Um, but it was, gosh, I, I tell you, Nick, I, you've been to not necessarily that field, but you've been to a rodeo before. But that new field they have out there in Superior, Arizona, was amazing views. I don't think I've been to a more beautiful like setting. Um, than the one in Arizona this year. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely cool. I uh, I like their choice. Every year they seem to change it, and the atmosphere and everything's still the same, but they keep improving. Yep. It's, 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 I, I thought it was amazing. Um, it was funny because me and Steve, by the time we settled at the Airbnb on Thursday uh, evening, Thursday night, more or less, we ended up going out to the field like 11.30 at night and nobody was out. I mean, not even by the fire. I think everybody was like getting, you know, their rest in for Friday. So it was, it was pretty fun. But that was kind of like different for us, right? Because usually also the local East Coast events that we go to, there's something happening pretty much at all times. Um, not there. They're like ready, saving themselves for Friday. So that was pretty pretty funny to see. But at the same time, I was like, Man, I was tired by Thursday midnight. I was like, I'm ready just to kind of hunker down and, and get ready for Friday. But it was very cool to see some of the Arizona crew, um, uh, Greg uh, Ringley and um, Jason Blaylock, uh, uh, Mike Weatherly that, that, that kind of helped out Greg with everything uh, for the event. So it was pretty cool my highlight of people that i got to hang out with it was i personally it was hanging out with uh adam arajo and gregor mcgrath 
uh, Ken Marshall, uh, pretty much all the California crew. You know, huge thanks to Adam um, for allowing us on Saturday to kind of pit uh, with him. I think Nick, you were you were with um, Wes, right? You guys, whose tent were you guys set up in? I think you were uh, also in the California crew, right? Yeah, yeah, we always pit with uh, uh, Ken and Gregor and those guys. Mm -hmm. So it was very nice of them. It was great to hang out with them. I don't know about you, but uh, I was a little bit nitro jelly. I think you were too, Nick, because by what was it, Saturday, <laughs> you got some pulls on the nitros uh, just just for the heck of it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that group out there is super into nitro, and it's always fun going out west because they're, they're real excited about it and fly it a lot mm -hmm. um um yeah lots of nitro flying um it was man it was it was amazing to see donnie pesci he was throwing down he was more on the electric him and ben storick i mean it was all electric for them mostly um just to see him throw down i i don't know like they seemed like they were like flight after flight after flight you know, they were just all about flying that day. It was amazing to see him throw down. So that was, you know, amazing to see him in their natural habitat. Because I've seen him at, you know, on the East Coast to some of the events. But it was more for them. It was just a time to hang out and fly. It wasn't necessarily being in an event and representing. You know, at least they didn't give that feel. They still represented Heli Direct. But they were more about flying more than anything else. It was really cool to see them do that. So, um I know, you know, as always, Nick, you, you threw down too. Like, it's just funny to, to, to this day, it's amazing that every time you go up, Nick, everybody stops what they're doing to watch you fly. <laughs> they're like, they turn around, they're like, yep, yep, time. no matter what it is, doesn't matter if they're eating, doesn't matter if they're doing something super important, saving the world from nuclear disaster. When Nick goes up to fly, everybody stops. And that was pretty cool to, to watch some of your flights, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks they're probably just hoping for a good crash <laughs> well you keep disappointing them did you have any ground you had any crashes did you uh no took out a bush but it didn't really crash yeah. took out a yeah. bush yeah i was gonna say the same thing a bush yeah How do you take they, out they, a bush the How bush explain this to, to them nick their bushes there are like on steroids yeah there, there's no chopping nothing. It eats your helicopter. It sucks it in. And like, because I at first flight with my Puma, I was just kind of, you know, doing the stupid stuff. It's not like I was doing anything crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's just a bush. It, it literally swallowed my heli. It took, I had to go full 14 degrees of collective, whatever I have in it, yank it out of, away from the bush. And it literally, what, two seconds, three seconds in the bush, it ate all my tail blades on the heli. What is with the bushes out there? They're, I think they're just the fact that they're dry. There's not like green soft stuff that we have. When so they're coming. just they're planted sticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either that or they're just little miniature cactuses. Yeah. So yeah, no, they're, they're no joke. Like I learned my lesson. I'm like, I'm not, you know, no, there's no trimming bushes out in Arizona because that stuff will eat your shit right up. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't a lot of crashing, to be honest. There might have been some some close calls. Um, I think 
it might have crashed one, but it was it was just it wasn't like pull out, you know, uh, you know, just destroying stuff left and right. You know, there was a few close calls. There might have been some some light, um, you know, crashes, but it was nothing like I've seen in the past where it's like one after another an event. So uh, definitely kept it. It was it was safe. Let's put it like that. So. <laughs> Um, let's see. really consider a pilot's event if you like to fly the west coast ones are good to go to it sounds like it and you, you, you pretty much try not to miss a single one do you Nick like I think you plan to make you know if, if, it's, if it's doable and there's nothing else going on pretty much you're going right that's kind of been your mission motto <laughs> with the rodeo yeah, yeah, I I really like that one. JC's ankle was the first one to kind of make it big to invite everybody out, and we've several of us have all gone back every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool to hang out with Doug Darby. You know that man knows so much about gases. I'm like, uh, I, I, I'm still, I'm getting closer. I will say this: I am getting closer to getting over the sound of it especially for the gas or helicopters that have those uh, quick draw pipes on them. I was going to say, are you using earplugs to fly them? Is that how you're getting over it? You know, like when you have traumatic experiences in life and then the more you have them, you, you just learn to cope with it. That's what's happening. Okay. PSD, so like, but you just learn to deal with it. Like forcing yourself to just accept the fact they sound terrible. Yeah. They, you know, they had that, that, uh, gasser giveaway. And I, I can't believe yeah. it was like actually an Arizona local guy that won it. Um, oh, that's right. You know, you know, it was it was amazing because that gasser giveaway, like everybody gave something towards it. Like mo- there was wasn't just one company. Like there was quite a few companies that you know donated servos, the airframe, um, you know, as far as the conversion kit, the motor, so on and so forth. So it was cool that. It went to somebody that apparently now he's got a gasser and he was, you know, it's funny to see him because he, what I heard is like, he was very much, he's, you know, he's the kind of person that's got to have two of everything. Mm. So, you know, like, it's not like that he doesn't have helis, but he still smiled like it was his first big heli, you know, like, so it was cool to, to, to be part of that. Um, so that was Pretty cool. Um, I actually got to talk to and really kind of hang out a little bit more than usual with Alex Dean. Um, he's one of the new BK Hobbies team members, but I, I got to hang out with him. And I don't think I ever really talked to him in the past. Like I've seen him at Spring Fling before, but that's about it. And then also uh, at Urche, if I'm mistaken. But it was cool to hang out with the East Coast folks. So, And then at the end, we got to do a little bit of Sunday fun day. Um, you know, most of the, uh, Steve and Andy left out on Sunday, uh, from Arizona. I didn't leave until Monday, but Sunday as we're, you know, dropping off people to the airport and, you know, we even got to do some, uh, we did some top golf. So, um, Steve and Andy got to, uh, get some, uh, hit some uh, golf balls out at the range. Um, me and Steve, after Andy left, we got him to the airport. Uh, me and Steve actually got to, um, to go uh, to a shooting range. Steve wanted to try out some handguns. So, 
it was kind of cool to kind of disconnect and do something other than helis, to be honest. At the same time, I wish I would have went back and did some more flying, but it, you know, we got a little bit of, you know, we did a little bit of vacationing, as I would call it, too, before we left. So finally got home Monday evening. I think I was home at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. I finally, because it's about an hour drive from the Cleveland airport to my house. So it made out for a long weekend. It was awesome. I don't know if I'm going to do it for as long of a time again. Um, I think I'm more, it might be like a drive-by type if I do it again. Maybe get there, same thing Thursday, but Saturday night or, you know, early Sunday morning, be back on an airplane and come home. Just because that extra day kind of definitely took everything out of me. So, you know, and I think you could get so much flying done and have such a good time. Friday and Saturday that Sunday you better off just start heading home, you know, to, to get back to family. So I don't know. The rodeo in a nutshell. Um see, Nick, you were you're pretty much or wingman was Wes, right? Uh well, I just picked him up at the airport. We ended up just sharing a car. Yeah. <laughs> I found like, someone at the airport. Guess, just came I guess with. if I have to associate with now, like it was cool because I did kind of, you know, we we definitely hung out a little bit. What was it? Saturday afternoon, right? It was most of the time that we were just kind of shooting back and forth and just having kind of relaxing. I think everybody was slowly packing up, and you know, uh, you know, it was more about relaxing rather than flying by that point. So that was pretty cool, you know. Yeah. yeah did no, you head yeah. home on Sunday or? Yeah, yeah, I typically go home Sundays. Okay. I figure usually the, the field's pretty dead. Yeah. I think Alex Dean was saying, I was talking to him after I came back, and he was like, man, you know, like, I really wanted to fly and hang out some more, but, yeah, we were kind of like, we kind of slowly got packed up, helped, you know, uh, Doug Darby pack up, and then, yeah, we got we, we got out of there, too. I'm like... Because they did a little bit of sightseeing too, so it was pretty cool. You know, I gotta say, it's one of those where, like, I think you're right. If if you want just not necessarily a high pace event, nowhere near what Urcha is or some of the bigger East Coast events, um, definitely rodeo is a must do. You know, um, even if you don't do plan to do it every year, just experience it at least once or twice, whatever the case may be. So. Super cool. Thank you to Greg and the, the Arizona folks for uh, welcoming us. That's kind of all I got on that. Okay, well, I guess I'll start off for Winter Bash for Chris and I then. So, oh, we, hold uh, on. I, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Before Winter Bash, you have a little experience at your field. Oh, yeah, little, yeah. I forgot uh, about that. Our little meetup. Yeah, a little <laughs> win- Wednesday pre-fly. Yeah, Wednesday pre-game. Relaxing. Yeah, pre-game pilot day. Oh yeah. yeah, we we went out to to my local field and flew. What we flew for like three or four hours. Oh, we flew for quite a while. I got a lot of flights in that day. Yeah, that's when I said got you sold on the the five eighty nitro and the about Puma. half of the flights were on my own machines. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I was like, now, you, you had me all, all like, okay. for the Puma. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was definitely a good time. It was a. Uh, it was a nice warm up to the event because it wasn't too crazy at your field. Two plank guys showed up, entertaining to watch, and then it was like just a nice glide into uh, the chaos yeah. of Winter Bash. <laughs> it's a good foreplay game. 
Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of foreplay before the main event. Mm. And so, but yeah, then we ended up. I you went back Wednesday, and then uh, you and Kim did, and then I ended up showing up Thursday around noonish. And uh, set the camper up. Huh? Yeah, you showed up around the same time. But uh, yeah, I set my camper up and got all that ready, and Chris helped me set it up a little bit. And then we ended up working, tightening up one of his with the Kraken, the Kraken S. Yeah, the Kraken S. I did um, links on it. They're a little too loose for my likings. Friday was more of like also like there was a bunch of people that showed up for Friday. It was pretty. I was surprised at how many people were there on Friday. Mm-hmm. Which it ended up being a pretty decent amount. And then, what, Saturday? Saturday was awesome. It was like five mile an hour wind all day. A bunch of people showed up. They did. We did the, the auto contest, which you and Justin killed it. Yeah, kind of. And then, Justin killed it. I don't know how that yeah. kid, he was like a mile away, like two inches off the ground, and just managed to float it the rest of the way. It was crazy. Uh, I can tell you, he's a dickhead. That's how he did it. Oh, yeah. Justin was our yeah. like, surprise guest on Saturday. Yeah, he just showed up on Saturday. It's like, when's the last time you flew? Uh, it's been like a month and a half, two man. months. I'm crusty, rusty, and then just managed to down. beat the hell out of every heli he flew. Yeah, it was good. And then uh, Carrie, and then- who was supposed to get there Friday due to some flight issues, got there, I think it was like Friday at like 12. Like yeah, Friday like eleven like something. Yeah. yeah. So then he was there. Uh, he was there Saturday, and it was he showed up like on his game. He was doing the cleanest rolling circles and stuff, and it was great. It was yeah. a lot of a lot of good flying. And then uh, Saturday we got jinxed by Kevin. Yeah, it was weird. No, it was great. It's like no one was crashing. Everybody Everybody's was having a good time. And Kevin had to say, "Man." I haven't really seen that many crashes this weekend. And as and soon as he started said dropping. That, yeah, it was like 10 minutes after he said that. One guy crashed into it, like right behind the bricks at Torches. And then it just went downhill from there. And I'm like, Kevin just had to say something. Ruined yeah. everybody's weekend. So whoever crashed at Winter Bash, blame Kevin. Send him an email and let him know that he caused this problem. All your parts. Send him all the parts you need. He said he'll take care of you. Yeah, parts list. He's got it. <laughs> I felt bad for that one kid. He had the XL power that he just finished setting up. They got I it. Think done. He was like, the, yeah, he was like the last crash of the weekend. Oh, and it was, was awful. Hard, hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was a grenade went off. Was it a recap? Come on, just come out with it. Was it it, it a... was pretty bad. I mean, I didn't look at it up close, but it definitely wasn't. It would have been a close to a recap, probably. <laughs> It sounded like a grenade went off. I will say his pack didn't catch on fire, so he did good. <laughs> he still had the number one crash at uh, Winter Bash. Between me and when Justin decided to turn his heli off about a thousand feet up in the air, it looked like. Yeah, literally. Again? Yeah. Was that, no, that was was not last year. This is last year. No, we didn't have any shutoffs this time. We all made it oh, through. Okay. Yeah, everybody made it. And the um the raffle is really good, like yeah, it was. crazy good. So some four kits, yeah. They they had an SAB raw. They had, I believe, a miniature, right? 
Yes, Madrid. They had a Soxos. And what was the fourth? One? I can't I remember, remember the fourth. But they had the Kenny Co. Uh, edition servos, the Theta. Yeah. Um, what else do they have? They had a. They gave away a bunch of Maniac packs. Yeah, a bunch of packs. A bunch. They a mo X Nova motor. ESC. Yeah, Hobby Wing ESCs. I think at least yeah, two Hobby that Wing. I know of. Right. Yeah. Um. God, they did, there was a stacked raffle. Like even the pilots raffle, they were giving away blades. Like the ones they just put on the board when they just pull the name, they're giving away switch blades. Oh, BK servos. They yep. had a bunch of a set of those out there. Um, if you if you got the if you got if you pulled a good uh, ticket during the pilot raffle, like you just go up to the table and you pick what your number is, you could have walked away with like a full toolkit and stuff. Like it was good, or yeah. you could have got some switch seven uh, thirteens and. I believe they had what some ultimates on there too. Yeah, some ultimates. Uh, like, like Tom Elder walked away with this like super nice digital micrometer from what? Uh, from yeah, yeah from in there. Like, yeah, it's super random, but I was like, it was really nice. I was like, or digital caliper. Sorry, Manny. I know he yeah. yelled at me. He heard me say that. Oh Lord, that's it. Hate mail coming in. Mm-hmm. Direct that straight to you, Cholo. Okay, just uh, put it in my mailbox. I'll take it later. <laughs> So what else? Oh, that's um, cool. Like I feel like that's definitely like you know, we get a lot of like the kits and the servos, but I feel some some things like that, like tools. Yeah. I, I think, you know, like we don't I, personally I don't see that many of them, you know, those those type of raffle prizes. I don't know about you, I'm a sucker for like different tools. Yeah, yeah. They, Scorpion had like three of the ratcheting tools up for the uh pilot. Uh, raffle. Oh, must have been the one that you're supposed to like. Oh, you know, you pay for yeah. it, get it from me, but you know, me pay you back. You know, <laughs> just a little. No, bit. I, I brought that one I up. Had on Chris's up there though. <laughs> they had they had one of the Chris's up there. You don't know whose it was, but a one of us. It was one of ours. Uh, that's it. I'm rage quitting. I'm getting back into airplanes. See you guys later. Rage quit. Rage quit. <laughs> hmm. no, the that's... auto. The auto contest, though, that was so fun just to watch everybody. Everybody, that was funny because that was an auto contest, and I feel like everybody took it so seriously. Nobody was like, everybody was trying so hard. Like, you know how some people, like, goof off during them, yeah. and they just, they just try their best to keep their... These people were die-bombing this poor little cone. Like, when I say yeah. die-bombing, like, full negative pitch, screaming in. Like, it was, it was so funny yeah. to watch. Uh, and then we had a... My favorite was watching Manny that flies at Torches go to do his first auto. And it's on, like, if you've been to Torches, uh, the main flight line, there's, like, a, I'd say a five-by-five concrete pad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The guy lands on that thing every flight. One of the only people that missed it the first time was Mr. Manny Nito. He was, that was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. That was a pretty Uh, good. Other funny one was Tom uh, comes in for this auto. And he looks like he's about. So they didn't even move the like the big cone you're supposed to stand at. We're autoing behind it yeah. onto the pad. They don't move it. It looked like he was about to smoke this thing. And everybody's with like, my oh my. yeah, with Chris's heli. And we're all standing here like, man, that Puma's got some really ha- like some long hang time. He had it in the idle, and the head speed was high enough that it just like hovered. <laughs> yeah, and here he is, like he literally backs it up, brings it back around. I'm like, 
how has it got that much hang time for Sinelli? <laughs> Everybody was like, it was funny. Like, it was the most competitive, non-competitive auto competition ever. Mm. It was pretty funny. Like, it was, it was a good time because then there was, there was like people were getting signed up that weren't even known they were getting signed up for it. Me and Justin so, didn't even sign up for it, and we ended up in it. Yeah, like, uh, I guess Mr. McGrady signed me up for it. And then yeah. he doesn't even show up with a heli. And he well, signed he, up for it. He just got McGrady'd. I know. I made him fly my heli. I said, do an auto with mine. Three people flew one helicopter in this auto contest. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Really? And, uh, you know, actually, well, McGrady must not have been the first or the second person. He was. He was I think he was first. He was right before me. Was it? And it, yeah. Oh, man. Well, he, he does all. He, he was he had the weirdest like stance from the cone. So he was like the cones in the middle. He's like way off to the right. It was, it was the da- most dangerous feeling auto competition <laughs> I was ever involved in also. Cause they were so close to the net and the cone being there. And you're like, this just feels like a bad, cause you're dodging a three foot tall cone with a pilot station flag in front of it. Mm-hmm. And then trying to land right behind it. I was like, mm. Oh, there was one time, like, I was standing next to Chris. I was like, up, 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 because he was coming up back right onto the cone, and he went up and over the cone for the auto to land on the spot. So let me ask you this. On the spot, who won it? Oh, Justin Cook. Justin Cook. Mm. Yeah, so it went Justin, Chris, and then John Elrod were the final three out of we kept going through and eliminating down. And they were the final oh, three. Oh, it was like elimination? That actually makes it pretty quick right in a way right well it was the first we did the every first 14 people went mm-hmm. then the top seven went again then the top three went yeah then the top three went to figure out the top three people and then Sweet. we got and then we got a heavy handicap when we did the uh finals me and justin did mm-hmm. yeah i mean you deserved it they, but awesome. everybody did two they had to do two as Bert would call them, gimmicks. So two different maneuvers on your auto. So you could do two pyros and it'd count. Okay. Like, and then leave it up to me and Justin. Justin goes out there yeah. and he does like three gimmicks. So then I'm like, oh, I got to outdo this guy. So I tried to do four <laughs> gimmicks. <laughs> yeah. How did that go for you, Chris? Uh, I would have been like closer to the cone if I didn't do the fourth, fourth one. We, hanged, we <laughs> hung it a little long. <laughs> yeah. and I think that was the one I, you had to hang it. Where I was like, go over the cone, and you went up and over. That was the one you did that. Yeah. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So I thought we, bl- I thought I was gonna blade stop because I, I was inverted, and I tried to do like a flip, like just like a straightforward flip on it, and the heli just didn't have the like the oomph to like flip back over. I'm like, we're gonna blade stop right over the top of this, uh, <laughs> this little cone here. <laughs> they didn't say it had to be in one piece. If you crash, is it the closest part to the cone or? That's what we were asking about. No one really clarified. Is it the tip of the canopy or is it closest part? Doesn't yeah. really matter at that point. I think yeah. we all win at that point. <laughs> yeah, like at that point, everybody's a winner, including the people that didn't <laughs> even participate. <laughs> there was one event, there was one part where we're standing there and one started to come over us. Not naming mm-hmm. names, but they came over us. And all you see was all of us scatter. Kelly's <laughs> getting kicked over. And he did a good job, brought it, saved it, and brought it back, put it over this, the area. But yeah, we... Uh, this dude, this dude not just saved it, brought it back to the cone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did good. 
Yeah, no, when when it goes bad for me, there's no saving. It's at that point I'm going for the max amount in damage points, you know. Damage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well that, notice that Nick is staying really quiet. You know, because he probably could have won that blindfolded and all the way from home. Shit. Like, I imagine him and Justin would have stacked them on top of each other. <laughs> Dude, that would have been that would have been amazing if if Nick and Justin like Justin lands and Even Nick Chris. comes right and just like puts it right on top, but just like That's barely funny. like hanging off closer to the to the cone. Yeah, I mean okay. we have seen contest, Chris. What? What was that? Said next auto contest, Chris. We got a goal. Okay, <laughs> I'm in. I had a lot of fun at that one. Two cones side by side, and you both just land them on top of there, like when you break your skids off at Spring Fling. Oh, yep. tandem, tandem auto contest. Oh, <laughs> uh, now we're talking. I think I think that might that we need to uh, come up with some very simple rules, but make it exciting. See, thing- I think that's the difference between the West Coast and the East Coast. West Coast, it sounds like they like to fly and keep them all in peace. We're like waiting and trying to make them crash on the East Coast. Mm. Like NASCAR helicopters. I don't think we, <laughs> we try to make it. I think we're just really good at crashing. And I'm just saying. We're committed, committed to the name. We perfected it. <laughs> crash Coast. Yeah. Crash Coast. <laughs> Nailed it. At least we keep the hobby supported. <laughs> Probably. No, yeah. The nice, the nice thing about that is, uh, in Miami, they had us do tricks right from the beginning, and I feel like mm. oh, it yeah. dragged it out. It was nice that we only did tricks in the finals because it didn't drag it out so long. Yeah, that was that was a good one too. That yeah. was, and and by the time like you know like the like the the level of, of skill by the time you get to the finals should be you know where it's going to be worth it, right? Versus, like, if you do it off the bat and just everybody crashes, like, you know, they, I, they don't stand a chance, you know? I wish we had, uh, like, a video of John when he's getting ready to go fly. Because Johnson is like, I can't do it inverted. I can't do this. Bert's like, just do a Piro. And he's like, I don't really want to do that either. <laughs> yeah. I was happy because he, he beat me by, like, two inches. And I was like, they're like, gimmicks. You're going to be doing tricks. I'm like, Phew. I'm glad you won that one, buddy. He's like, I wish I didn't. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Any uh, who who any uh, I guess people that you might not have seen at some of the other events you've been on the East Coast that were there. Greg, Greg, Greg Ringle was there. Ooh, that's right. So West He's Coast there. did come to the East Coast. Yeah, I think that's the that first. Put in. Oh my god. Really? That guy was putting yeah. in some flights. Holy cow. He, he, I think he only had one pack with him too, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think he, he went through five gallons of fuel on the first day of charging packs. Yeah, I mean, when you put it like 40 amps, it's going to fill it up quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. i tell you what, like, if you crank up 3C, you, you, could, you could charge some packs. Oh, he did. I think he went full <laughs> send on the charger. That's, think- that's why I took I took the Puma when I went to the rodeo. I took the Puma with the thirty three hundred packs. So then I could almost do three C, you know, charge rate on my thirty three hundred successes, no problem on my K four. It oh. worked out really good. It was like it, what it felt like. It felt like a blank. It was like ten minutes, twelve minutes, I think. 
I was averaging. So, and I think that's the first time I've actually met Greg. If I'm, yeah, I might be wrong. I might have met him another time at Urcha or something because I think he's been to Urcha, right? You met him at Urcha. He was at Urcha. Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm. I can't remember, but he was like the nicest. Like that's the first yeah, time I actually like sat down and like talked to him a mm-hmm. bunch. He's like a really nice guy. That's because at Urcha you're like still in the F three C, you know, God mode, you know, in the zone, and you he's in the famous Yep, famous, famous Chris. <laughs> I got referred oh, to yeah. that the whole weekend. Oh, yeah, that that came up a couple of times. You're like, "Oh, you're the famous Chris." I was like, "Yes, I'm gl- I'm so happy this is just sticking right now." <laughs> you could see on his face. He was like, "God, that why?" I wish famous Chris came out to Arizona with me, but he just dropped the ball on that one because he had to go to Disney. Mm-hmm. Well, Never Disney again. To come out Never again. Oh my god. I think I'm gonna skip Disney next time. Holy cow. Just come fly at my field. <laughs> so I'm already making plans in, in June. I have to go to a dance, the national co- dance competition with my daughter. We're going as a family, family trip. My wife was like, Well, dude, there might be some days where you gotta figure out what you're gonna do, you know, with Zachary. And I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, okay, Puma and the Raw 420, <laughs> and I need to talk to Mitch Moroses and see what's the nearest, you know, field that could go, you know, burn some packs. She's like, it's supposed to be a family vacation. I'm like, oh, yeah, but it's going to be perfect for me a day or two out of the week. Yeah, so, it will be with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He actually, it's going to you. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try to, uh, you know, I might have to talk to Kyle's dad and and Nick's dad and figure out, you know, how do you get a three-year-old to really latch on to, you know, helicopters, RC helicopters. Tell him you don't want him to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Get away from it. You don't want to touch that. Well, now I do. Yeah. When when was the, as you remember, Nick, what was the first, the youngest age that you, that your dad took out to the field, like, and start, letting you touch like the, the actual radio and fly even if it's buddy boxing or anything like that oh i soloed on an airplane when i was four so probably a little bit before that okay i went out to the flying field with him all the time though my mom would come out there we'd go out there i think i went out there like when i was a month old <laughs> oh, okay yeah, I'm, I'm i think next year the plan is he'll be three in february so i'm gonna take him along to a lot more events yeah, you know, um, and then you know, kind of not necessarily like force him, but I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get that logo trainer for him when it comes hey. out. And when I just set it up, I put it up in the air and just let him, you know, just sit there and make believe that he's actually moving it. He'll he'll start, you know. I think it's gonna be perfect for somebody like him, like three four years old, to at least get the exposure. I don't think he's gonna do much with it, you know, anytime soon. But well, that goose guy has a. Uh... A mode that Chris was messing with on accident. Like, it has, like, a self-leveling mode. <laughs> on accidents, yeah. right. But, yeah. yeah they, so, call it, they call it pose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I was messing around with the, the radio. If you got the uh, ready-to-fly version, the gray radio, mm-hmm. it's the switch on the um, left. If you have that all the way up, it literally goes into a mode where if you get nervous, you let go of the six, it flattens the heli out for you. 
So the, I had a problem with that one. Every time I put it in that mode, it drifts. Some odd reason. A little bit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hold it perfectly why. still. I mean, it's good for if you get like nervous. At least it'll bring it flat, and then you can get take it from there. Um, yeah, it's not like the logo two hundred, which is like, here you go. It has walls. Yeah. yeah, you can't go past this. You can still get in trouble with the goose guy. Yeah, those um, um Gorgon brought that to uh, Winter Bash, and they had a bunch of little kids trying, it and it was awesome. That's mm-hmm. rad. Other I think it's going to be a game changer, to be honest. That's just me. You know, yeah, for, yeah. for that new, new, new. I don't know if it's going to make that much better pilots in the long run. I think it's that's up for discussion, right? But I think just to expose people, even if they don't have any inclination, just to like, here, you know, have fun with it, you know, and not be able to really get into trouble with it. I think it's going to be amazing. Good way to keep kids distracted while you're flying. If they can get that into schools for like STEM projects, that would be amazing. Oh yeah, that's a good oh, idea yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think that, I think that if a couple people just got them, like a couple people had them for events and you just set mm-hmm. it up like Gorgon did, it'd be perfect for events because there's always a couple like parents who bring their kids out and then they could fly too without any worries. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my biggest thing is I want, like, if I get it and I let my son mess with it, you know very well, there's a bunch of adults that are like, oh, they're scared of helis or whatever the case may be. I let my three-year-old mess with it, right? And be like, no, like, look, he he's three years old. He could barely stand in one place to begin with. He's actually, you know, like, I'm okay with kind of being next to him, but like letting him touch the radio and do, you know, try to do something with it. I think that's going to put a lot more people at ease be willing to try it and not really feel like they're gonna you know cause a crash and cost them a million dollars you know oh yeah no, it's definitely a good starting point mm-hmm. hmm. what else no knife flying huy huh? again yeah uh, no knife no but there's a couple flying. people with spotlights and okay. I think next year I'm gonna try to do that is get a couple of those Ryobi spotlights and try that out well there okay. was night flying but it wasn't helicopters yeah, there was one like couple radiant. guys out there. With, yeah, with those uh, night radians, and I forget what the other one was. They're like the gliders. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they were flying those. Yeah, but there was no night helis. Oh, but we we had a good time still. Oh my god, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was definitely like oh Andy was there. Mm, that was yeah. that was the first time I ever met met Andy, which that was fun. No. It was just, yeah, it was definitely, I had a really good time. It was more hanging out with all my friends and stuff, so that made it fun, too, so. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. a good time. I'm jelly. I, I wish I could have made it. I tried. I was even, like, contemplating and telling my wife I'm taking my son with me. It was already kind of late. <laughs> he, he's, you know, like, he's just too young, but I'm like, if he was, like, if he was a matter of him being four, I would have pretty much pulled my camper out of storage and came down for a week, you know, with him. Holy cow. That's a drive with the camper. It is. Well, that was the plan initially, right? Because I'm like, if I'm going to come there from like Sunday to Sunday, right? Yeah. I'll drive because, I mean, I have the camper in tow, like, you know, drive seven, eight hours, park it at Cracker Barrel and 
you know, sleep and wake up, have nice breakfast at Cracker Barrel and get back on the road. You know, it's no, if it takes me two days, it takes me two days. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, there's no rush anymore at that point. Yeah. And this year I even had I was, the local, one of the local pilots, Billy Shaw, he was, he, he was going to come with me. So I would have had somebody to drive, help drive. Um, That'd make it nice. Yeah. So even if I was like, well, then I was kind of thinking, I'm like, well, I'm not even going to take my camper. But my wife was like, you know, with the kids and everything else. So it's going to happen next year. And it just oh, sucks because cool. now it's like a drive for the next couple of months, you know, of events. Yeah. February is really what the next big thing, right? Is the uh, RCHO chill out. So. Yeah. Which I might try to go to that. We'll see. There's Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Nick on. is gone. Not too late. <laughs> Nick needs a travel buddy. Oh, yep. Lord. Nick is like, I just need to be faster than you. So, how fast are you? Yeah. Don't want to be bear bait. Slowest person that can run. When, when's the one in February in North Carolina? Uh, so, usually is. The like the twenty like the third week or so of February, generally speaking. Yeah. So I think last year was like the twentieth through the twenty second or something like that. Yeah, last year it overlapped um, Ken Marshall's fun fly out in California. And I think that's the problem. Same thing with the rodeo this this past year it was like it wasn't overlap, but it was like one week after another, you know. And I, I just yeah. couldn't do both, so. Um, well, hopefully Are you gonna try to go to Ken's event? Yeah, yeah, that that's a fun one. Uh, his his flying field is awesome. Yeah, yeah, he 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 definitely invited, and I'm I'm trying to figure out if I could squeeze it. I, I don't know yet. Yeah, it's super easy to get there from the airport and hotels. Everything's real close. Yeah. Hopefully, it's I think not- that's my next West Coast one. Is that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Anything that's stuck in your, yeah. your guys's sick flights as always, right? Oh yeah, it was everyone was killing it out there, so it was definitely a lot of fun. Flights were good, but yeah, that was pretty much it. It was just hanging out, messing around with a bunch of friends, and flying. Okay. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Messing around is an understatement. Oh yeah, they got a little nuts. Got, yeah, I was trying to keep it PG. Right. <laughs> oh, you missed, you missed, um, you missed. Chris was pissing off Kevin with the uh, the uh, straw wrappers at dinner. Oh, I forgot. I did. Well, yeah, we went out to dinner. Kevin trying to mess with me all all day. So I started taking the straw wrappers and I was sitting on the opposite end of the table. So there's like, what, 12 of us? Yeah. Yeah. And I was taking my straw and the wrapper and I just managed to like toss it just right and keep landing it into his drink. <laughs> A couple of different times he was getting pissed. That was pretty mm. funny. He wasn't happy about that. Mexican? Of course, right? No, no we were at Frogger's. Yeah. Oh. And then Saturday night, we went to Texas Roadhouse. We totally dodged Mexican. Mm-hmm. We tried it's to sad, do that. but, I mean, was the food good at least? Frogger's, yeah. Yeah, Frogger's was good. 
Texas Roadhouse just took us a long time. Yeah, we waited. <laughs> we waited so long. Chris goes in there and grabs one of those baskets of buns and then walks back out to the parking lot where we're all standing. It's like just start feeding, handing feeding everybody. people. Yeah, I felt like the most important man of the night right then. Like, <laughs> where'd you get those? Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Ugh. That was nuts. Yeah, overall, it was a really good weekend. Mm-hmm. It went too fast. It yeah, did. It's too. always like that. Did was... go by too quick. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-hmm. That's it. We go to the next thing. Yep. We give people what? Chris, tell me. What, what's the next thing coming up that we're going to talk about? The next thing coming up is what's popping? Oh, snap. Oh, I'm excited. All that new stuff. Oh, we got new stuff? Get out of town. New? Cholo, Cholo, tell, tell us what's new. What's hotness? What's what's popping? So, uh, Mikado's talking about the new Evo radio and Flybrows unit. It's coming out. Okay. Which we were talking about that this weekend, which is pretty cool that they're going to be able to do the 16, uh, 760 okay. on the Cyclics. And everything's forwards and backwards compatible from what? Is that what you're saying, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can do the new radio with an old Neo or the old radio with the new Flybrows unit, okay. which is which is pretty awesome. And I think that's pretty cool. It'll, um, it'll be released. The only thing they're waiting for is it to get cleared in the States. That's oh, uh, licensing, right? Yep, that's what they're waiting for right now. But once that's cleared, it'll be available here. Man, so get get your money's ready because it's gonna be the the used market is gonna be popping. I'm gonna say there's gonna be a lot of V control touches out for sale coming up shortly. Oh yeah, uh, might actually sell my basic, you know, for like you know two packs of gum and you know get myself a, a new or an older touch as a you know buddy box as a backup. Like, really. up. Mm-hmm. Great. You can finally upgrade. I can finally upgrade, voice. <laughs> That's your fault for giving up your touch. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, All right. So Evo is coming out. Uh, pricing is available, right? You just have to go to Mikado USA yeah, and check yeah. out the pricing. I don't think it's down right from what it touch, right? Yeah, I, think I was going to say. It's the same. I was gonna say, I think price. it's the same price, same price as the uh, original touch. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's full. Like you could get any color. Like it's gonna have a ton of colors oh, and all that stuff. It's write. in every color. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So what's next? You know, like I, I don't know if if Nick is gonna is gonna help us out with this, but we got the Nitro XL. Is that an XL, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a Spectre V2. Spectre V2. Yep. Is it going to be the Nick's Maxwell edition, so blacked out, or they're... Yeah, yep. Okay. All of the ones that I guess I drew parts for, did the testing okay. on, you can call them that. But um, it's going to have the black head, black tail. I'm going to try to get my stand a lot of the parts so it's not plastered all over. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wasn't going to have an autograph on the kit. 
The, well, is that weird for you, Nick? Like still to this day, where it's like it's kind of like they they potentially overdoing plastering your name all over it. Uh, it I find it odd. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think just notable. So and so designed this part. I think is enough. <laughs> it's like back in the day with the uh, the T Rex, right? Where it was saying designed by. X, right on the box, right? But it wasn't every part known to man, right? Each bearing. That was that was unique. I wasn't expecting that. Um, That's awesome. But anyways, can't, for a couple of weeks there, when I was the only one that had one, I couldn't lose my helicopter. At least. But anyway, that would be something next. Like if they did, like. Your own custom edition, like if I wanted to put Gucci, they would etch like three things on there with Gucci. It's just laser. We can make that happen. Ooh. Get a Gucci I edition. I was like, okay, Gucci, Gucci helicopters. Let's do this. No. How many parts do you want it on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every fairing part number starts off with Gucci. <laughs> yeah. Inside of the, the, the frames, it's got my social. I mean, it will make it easier, like to like, but not for a person that sells. Like Scott Graham never have like his FAA number on the inside of the frames because he only holds it for like two hours and then sells it. So, oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. um, now it's really cool. How many flights do you have on it? You know, roughly. Yeah. 10, so. <laughs> No, it takes a long time to get a thousand flights. <laughs> um, ah, let's see. I've got six empty gallons of fuel sitting over here and two over near the trash can. So about eight gallons. So eight times okay. six, right? It would take. Yeah. Eight flights, or six flights per gallon. Yeah, I think it's about six flights. Okay. So it's, it's oh, doing man. pretty good. Yeah, it's doing pretty good. I'm going to take it down to the fun fly with me and hope it stays together. It should. Um, but with but, uh, you, you guys, you know, you could break them really easy, but at the same time, pilots of your caliber could also know how to, you know, put on a good show and, and knowing what the, the weaknesses might be that need to be addressed, you know? Yeah, you can fly around some stuff, but obviously. Nick is <laughs> <laughs> like, I smell blood in the air. This bad boy is going in. Yeah. Yeah, no, the head and the tail are the same as the electric, so all of the parts are shared. Um, even the servo geometry and everything's the same. So if you get, like, your electric flying really good, you can just copy all your linkages over to the nitro. So um, oh, okay. all, all that stuff's really proven. Um, and then also, it's, it is direct drive. It's not belt-driven. That was kind of what took so long. Is I had uh, done a belt-driven one. Uh, and I just, I didn't really like it that much. I, we'd done belt drive on the Diablo. Yep. And I flew somebody's T-Rex 700, like the Krauss one. And I was like, crap, this thing makes a lot of power. And it's heavy, you know, compared to what the helicopters are now. So mm -hmm. it's gear, you know, direct drive, gear driven uh, to the motor. And we've got some pretty cool, innovative stuff uh, in the clutch stack. So that way you don't have to worry about dial indicating or vibration stuff like that <laughs> so that was my next question really like what has been i guess i don't want to say trouble right because what has been like most time spent on 
on it if everything like you said up top and the tail is pretty much the, the same as the the electric version has it been the the clutch stack and the, the direct drive gear and so on and so forth sure yeah yeah tuned in yeah because i mean obviously just i guess i've kind of always said this but i never really ever pushed to make a product if there's something else already out there that's good enough so like if sure. it was just a rebranded protos you know there would be no point <laughs> yeah um so the basically we as you saw all the stuff on the new nme stuff's all tapered so that way it runs real yep. true so now the clutch and stuff like that some things like that will have those things moved into it so it's really user friendly nitro right you know nitro is that people get they get one and they get discouraged so they go back to electric yep. so i think the the less you have to do uh, then you can really have fun with and utilize nitro power yeah, well, you have plenty to worry about it in a nitro, not just the build, right? But then you tuning and all that stuff, right? So it's it compounds itself. People could get discouraged really quick, you know, just because one after they tinker to try to get everything perfectly balanced and this and that and the other in the build, then you start messing around with tuning, right? Yeah, and that's you know some people have it, but most people it's like a, a learned art. It takes some time, right? So here you are, you just spend. Umpteen hours potentially in building and tinkering and tune fine tuning, you know, balances, so on and so forth. And then you get like, well, you're not done yet. <laughs> yeah. You gotta tune it. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. You know, so I could well, see how streamlining the build process, right, could make it definitely a more pleasurable experience, you know? Yes. And the smoother the helicopter is, the better the engine runs because your fuel's not foaming. So you're not getting any air bubbles. So the second you start getting all that stuff dialed in, it kind of all slowly cancels itself out. Yeah. But other than that, I think probably the other hardest part was just to make it small. You know, we wanted it to be the same canopy and stuff as the electric. So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff packed into a small area. Yep. <laughs> well, the, that's the, the, the nice thing about having electric, right? You know, we don't realize how much is streamlines and footprint is smaller. Like everything is a lot more narrower, right? For lack of better terms. And then everything kind of, when you go to a nitro, it kind of starts getting fatty. Yeah. All of a sudden you have this freaking fuel tank and a clutch and a big battery to run the servos and all of this stuff. Yep. So any idea of like, you know, rough, rough, rough estimate, you know, of, what you know what we're thinking as far as a, a potential release date doesn't mean it's going to be it it's just rougher mm-hmm. next six months you think oh god no i would hope it's faster than six i hope it's in the next two months okay so two to six yeah. months give yourself the six months just oh like, give the six months in like <laughs> time. i'm telling everybody to bring them all to ken's event at the end of february so i'm hoping <laughs> oh sweet yeah. okay yeah, I'm hoping that's kind of like that. That was our big plan is, um, you know, we'll do some online stuff, but hopefully by Ken's, there'll be like multiple ones out there. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, you really yeah. shot for that long time, Gooch. You were like six months. <laughs> yeah, give him a buffer, you know? Yeah. Listen, man, I'm a government employee. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you aim for seven months and they buy it. 
you know, you get it done in three months. That's you look amazing. Like superstar, you know? Mm-hmm. So I usually ask for more and then, you know, let them work me down from that six months, you know? <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Luckily, this is an XL product and not a Nick Maxwell product, so it should be out within this century. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> well, talking about Nick's Maxwell products, uh, what about your new Maxwell head? When's that gonna be? It's already What's going out. on with that thing. It's already out. Yeah, yeah it's already out. I have I have shipped about two hundred of them worldwide. So Jesus, holy cow! Holy shit! And no Damn. one has burned up. And no one has sent me a message saying they burn up their engine yet. So I'm happy. <laughs> that's a big plus. <laughs> but no, uh, that's actually, I, I have been flying that head for several years. I had it in my Diablos. I just had it flipped upside down so you couldn't see the second plug. Um, but I couldn't find a manufacturer that could make it for cheap enough that anybody would actually buy the thing. Um. So when I found a place that could do it, I jumped on it. Harry had one on his nitro when we were at uh, Winter Bash. Yeah. Yeah. And he had nothing but good things to say about it. So I was pretty stoked cool. about it. Well, awesome. That's why a couple weeks ago, or a couple, yeah, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I was asking if you flew nitro, I was going to send you one. Well, my nitro is currently on its way to Florida again. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, when you, you get are, it back, like you and Nitro, dude, like you've been well, you had an, uh, the 580, right? Not a 700, but you had me and Nitro don't see eye to eye at all. And I'm sitting here with five, you know, 91 or bigger motors, Nitro, like I'm rebuilding them. I got power tunes, you know, coming. Uh, I got, I'm going to pull out the 105 and go back to try the YS again with some power tune, but I'm going to rebuild the 105 and I might put one of these Nick heads on it. I and think I'm going to put Nick on. Stuff. Well, he flew, when he was here Wednesday, he flew my, did you fly my 700? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he flew both my 700 and the 580. And then like the end of the day, he was like, can I fly your 580 again? And yeah. so I was like, He's like, let's just send him down here. I'll build him for you. Exactly. That's, you know, he flew the 580, my 580 Nitro at Earth Show. And he was like, man, this is so much fun. I'm like, I know. Wait, you what about dad, Chris? That, huh? that's, I said, what about your dad? That helicopter my he dad, built? That thing has been flying like a dream the last, like, two yeah. years. All I yeah, do so is I'm- the basic maintenance on it. You need to just send him all of them. My dad is like stepped away from building. He keeps saying that to me though. He's like, ah, oh, I stepped away from building. Then every year he sneaks in like he builds like one. I was going to say that one was working pretty awesome. That's the one I used like all this year and it worked great all year. I don't know. So the Kraken S I sent you was in pretty, still, still rocking, right? Oh, yeah. That one flew good too. The only issue with that one is we hit the tail at Urcha. <laughs> It's pilot error. Don't don't put it on the building now. Not pilot error. Was, I guess error. I was gonna try and yeah. make it because on purpose, like but there was no purpose on that one. <laughs> I saw even uh, Matt Matt Bottos. He's got one of the heads, right, uh, Nick? Yeah, yeah. I was super excited. He wanted to give one a try. Gregor's wow. Gregor's got some too. I'm looking forward to hearing his. You know, Greg are out there, and like we were talking about at the rodeo, they're big Nitro fans, so. Huge. 
crash and you know there's things coming from his from his side nitro related so i'm hey you know i mean it's cool that at least you know you didn't order you know hire many you ordered and then uh, you know you sold two right it sounds like people like lashed right onto it and you know you ship you know a lot you know and many more to come right so that's always awesome yeah yeah hopefully anything else nitro related that you're thinking about no, but I do want to try some McGregor stuff. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I heard so, about that a little bit. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. No, like, so, you know, it, it's a pipe, but, man, that thing sounded good at a rodeo. Yeah, he's done it's his homework. It's probably one of the smoothest pipe I've heard in a long time. I think the last pipe... I don't know if it was as smooth as the Hattori's right back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited about that. I told him. I keep pestering him. I'm like, when, when is it? I mean, I don't want it for free. I'm like, when, when, when can I put my order? He's like, nah, nah, not yet, not yet. I'm like, come on, Greg, I'm here to give you money, and you don't want it. <laughs> you know? I'll give you the money for a part for a pipe later on. Just take my money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited about that, too. I'm, I'm with you, uh, Nick. I think it will be... It'd be awesome that finally yeah. we get somebody else other than I mean heck what do we have? We have the, the OS or the YS pipes. We have M Studio on tech. I would like to have something in the States, you know. And we got Proton. Yeah the Proton I don't I don't mind that pipe to be honest. No, that's what I fly right now. I like mm-hmm. it. I think I think Proton ran well. I was actually yeah. talking about that the other day. I think he I think he might have uh Finally sold quite a few of them, so he may have to get some more here soon. Don't know. <laughs> right. he, awesome. didn't, he, didn't, he didn't tell me, but I hope he does because that was a good one. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was. Yeah, it's it's good because like I put a new one on my 105, and you know that's the the weirdness in it kind of you know sound went away, and it, it's I cranked on it and leaned it out, and it just it just sang. So I was ex- you know I'm excited about that that 105 now. Yeah, the OS pipe sounds like a dying cat. That thing is oh like, god, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> a dying cat. <laughs> yeah, I never run the the OS pipe ever, ever. Like I've always been like Hattori. Uh, I tried the M Studio on my fifty five. I think it does really good. Kind of weird sound to it too, but I, I don't want to say it's like a cat or anything. It, Puts out good power, so I just run it. You know, it's a 55. Those things are bulletproof, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Next, next, next. The Goose Guy. There's news. Do you do we know what it is that they're working on? What size or anything? I have no clue what size it is, because I don't think anybody said what size it is, but there is a video um, that... Who was it, Chris, that posted? Uh, wasn't it, was, it Young Benley's dad that posted it? I think so. And they're flying in like a <laughs> look like a hotel lobby kind of thing, like an office okay. or something. It didn't look it looked bigger than the uh than the S two. So maybe it's uh maybe it's a beefed up version. Maybe it's like a three hundred, four hundred size. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Never know. We'll find out. Oh, I'm sure it'll be out sooner than. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so 
keep keep a close eye to the Goose Guy news. So that's pretty cool. Well, the other thing that I didn't I didn't have on my list here is apparently a lot of people are going nuts over the new orange scheme on the raw line. Oh, yeah, that thing oh, is so yeah. nice in person. Yeah, is it looks it, good. Bert it's had it that at orange best. That orange just pops. Like it is super bright. Mm. It okay. is. Um, I, I don't need it, but I need it. You know what I mean? I don't need it, but I want it. Yeah. Maybe I get it. Uh, I mean, you get. You already should have gotten it. Uh, order no, But I think it's. It might be. I mean, you know, if there is stuff, you know, quantity left, you you better get on it. But I, I might have to pull the trigger. Why do I do this? Spend money when I don't need to. It's this hobby. Yeah. Now the orange scheme, I think, and I was even thinking of just getting it for my raw four twenty to start with. Yeah. No, that's. I think. I just hope they do a puma one eventually. Because I really. Sure, like I do want to get so get a five eighty and boom and canopy and put it on my nitro. Ooh. That'd mm. be rad. I gotta say, I gotta say that is some re- that's like a real bright orange. Like Bertelli stood out like so nice in the sky. Yeah, so it's not it's not just that normal orange boom that they already have. Like it is, it's a different orange. It's super yeah. bright. It's it's really nice. Yeah. So if you want it, go get it. You know, all the SAB dealers will have them here soon. Like next, I don't know, two weeks. I think they're calling out. So it's coming up quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So we got last two things. Anything else that, you know, before we go to these last two items? No, nothing really. Okay. So non heli related, but I thought me and Nick got to see this stuff at the rodeo in person was the new Scorpion power packs for airplanes. I mean... I don't know about you, Nick, you know, like I'm not a big airplane guy. Like I, I mean, I started with airplanes, but that those new motors, the airplane uh, motors that the Scorpion is releasing now, man, those things are nice. Seem like they put a lot of time, Kyle and the Scorpion team yeah. put a lot of time in figuring everything out. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, for I sure. Think they only have what two sizes right now, major sizes, 7cc equivalent. And then the smaller stuff, like the for the forty-eight inch size. So, yeah, and that power pack idea is great. Yeah, I think the smaller one it came even with a propeller, right? It was ESC motor and propeller, and it was a gold painted propeller. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing's like stupid proof. You just put it together, and it ought to work. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Nick was like. Pretty cool. I don't fly, but I mean, maybe now that you're showing this to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't do the whole building airplanes thing. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, not. I mean, obviously, that's not true. I saw a yeah. video of Nick flying a plane in his backyard. I didn't build it. Oh. <laughs> Jason, Jason built it. <laughs> oh. <There> you <laughs> what you need to do, Chris, is get yourself a 67 inch. You know, send it to me and I'll build it or I'll give it to my builder. I have a builder now even for airplanes. He'll build I it. Like, I like how the three heli guys on here that have planes all have them built by somebody else. Yep. 
I don't have any planes except I mean, for the listen, one. I had to record this show. I couldn't be, you know, messing around with building airplanes for God's sake. It's a heli show podcast. True. All right. So that was something else that was cool that we've seen in the passing. And the last thing is the big surprise. Stay tuned. So just to guy give you a heads up, you know, there should have been at least one post by, by this point. Um, just stay tuned to this show, to this episode. There is going to be a little advertising clip about our secret Santa. So there's some things that are coming up. Tune in and uh, or stay tuned on this episode to kind of hear the specifics. Um, it will be either in the commercial clip or at the end of the show. So just tune in. There's some freebies maybe coming up towards people's doorsteps from somebody's secret. So, all right. Anything else you guys want to add? That's well, that's pretty good. That's a lot of new stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Finally, a lot of some excitement going into the 2023. So, oh, yeah. All right. If there's nothing else, guys, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. The holidays are upon us. And as the podcast, we have never asked for anything from you as a listener. And it's because we value and appreciate that all of you take time to listen to our show. So that said, to show our appreciation, we have something big happening this year, and you're going to want to listen to our short episode on Christmas Day. That's right. You may have already seen Gucci's post outlining the details on our Facebook page. But you have to post your name with the I Love Secret Santa on one of our posts to be eligible for this year's Helly Heads giveaway. Don't worry. We have the real Naughty or Nice list. There were a select few manufacturers that decided to participate in this year's giveaway, in which all will be revealed in a future episode. But we wanted to extend a huge thank you to all of you that pulled together to make this happen. So set a reminder to listen to the show on the 25th and see if you have something extra coming from your friends here at the Helihead Show. And we hope that all of you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Did we just nail that? All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Helihead Show after our commercial break. And now we're going to jump into our main topic. (laughs) Our main topic is something that Nick has been working on. And that something is his video series, Behind the Build. So, Nick, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, your video series, Behind the Build? Yeah, sure. Um, so I teamed up with Heli Direct because um, this is something that I really wouldn't be able to do on my own uh, to come up with a way to do a start to finish helicopter build, uh, everything straight out the box to the first five flights. Um, obviously, I fast forwarded through some of the flights, you know, the of the five flights, but um, basically, it just kind of goes over how exactly I tend to build a helicopter. Um, And also some of the things that can happen when you have a mass produced helicopter of any brand. um, Sometimes you'll get a part that maybe isn't exactly uh, what you thought uh, or didn't didn't go together exactly how the one that you built previously did. Um, And so instead of wasting time waiting for a new part or also if it's just something that is uh, that you can clean up yourself, 
I kind of go through some of the tools and, and it's all affordable tools. It's not, you know, going to snap on and buying mills and lays and things like that. But um, it's basically just to get the most out of a production helicopter, which is exactly what I fly and what I build. Um, I've seen a lot of people change brands over the years because of, say, a problem that they could have fixed in two minutes. Um, and changing brands becomes expensive and more time consuming in the end. So um, it's not specific to any one brand. I am building a Spectre V2 in it, obviously, because that's the, the brand that I'm flying now. Um, but overall, it's kind of just a way to uh, share knowledge that was shared with me as I was getting into the hobby and growing up. Um, I My first couple competitions, uh, my stuff just like fell apart because as my flying started to advance, uh, the techniques and things I was doing previously didn't hold up. Um, so I had some really good people around me to sit down and uh, share that stuff. And obviously Facebook and social media is a great way to learn and educate yourself. But there's also some information out there that isn't necessarily proven. So um, from my side of things, uh, it's kind of, I guess you can say, from my experience and proving that when I show up to an event and helicopters look smooth, sound smooth, and, and work for the duration of the event uh, to share that same information so you can have the same exact success. That's cool. So you like kind of bringing back the hobbyist back into the the hobby. Yeah, exactly. It, the The idea comes from the, you know, Ray Hostetler did these, he did a whole series like a balancing your blades or this. Well, these days that's okay. If you're having a major problem, you may need to do that. We don't go into that. Um, but stuff like, you know, if, you, if you're putting a swash plate ball into a swash plate and you can't do it with your fingers and then you just like kind of keep trying to tighten it or there may be some debris on the threads there may be some debris in the hole. Um, so I just kind of show how to, you can use a cheap tap, doesn't have to be anything expensive and a cheap die and you can just run things in and out and bingo this part that you might have felt like you might had to send back to the manufacturer or ask for replacement. Uh, you just fixed and now it works perfectly fine. So yeah, that's cool. So you don't have to wait a week for the part to come in. You can actually get your kit together and fly. Exactly. Um, and then, too, the video touches on some techniques like, um, you know, aligning the head block so that the static tracking is right. So when you do set your blades at zero pitch, they actually track and the helicopter doesn't shake when you do an auto rotation or wobble real bad in an auto rotation. Um, things like that. Nice. It sounds like this is going to really help keep uh, people from getting aggravated or annoyed of uh, their helicopter. Yeah, yeah, I hope it does. And and obviously, there's thousands of techniques to do every single one of these things. Um, so it's not saying that this is this is the way to do it. That's not it at all. Um, but if you combine all these things that I show in this video, it's like a nine hour long video. Um, oh, wow. It's start to finish. So um, it'll be available uh, on DVD as well as downloadable. Um but basically, if you do these techniques to your helicopter, I can pretty much guarantee you're going to take it off the first flight. Move. See, that's awesome. That makes it a lot easier. It takes a lot, like Chris said, like all the frustration out of first time building something. Exactly. And and while social media is great, you get on Facebook and you see somebody post they have a problem and there's 10 different ways to fix it. Uh, well, how do you know which one? Yeah. 
sometimes that, that and with the 10 it gets a little bit overwhelming because you're like which one do i try and then like which ones actually work and which ones don't actually work exactly exactly so hopefully this will be a, it, it, there is a cost to the video um, you will have to pay to download it or, or buy the dvd just because like i said this isn't a video with an iphone um we did bring in a an equipment uh, place that we had to get some equipment from and stuff like that. So that's where HeliDirect really came in. And uh, they're going to also host um, on their website and things like that. But hopefully if you can, you know, if you have that problem, I, I try to touch on it and, you know, I show where to file frames and, oh, okay, if you don't do this, this could be the end result. So maybe even if you're not building a brand new helicopter, if you have a, issue you can go back and say oh i didn't do that maybe if i just take it a little bit apart and do that it'll fix this issue i'm having so the cool thing is, is i mean you know you read on like you said reading on social media there'll be a 10 different ways but sometimes it's easier for people to actually see how it's done so you show people how to use a tap or how to use the dies and clean it up which is cool exactly and, and in all the techniques that i show it's all stuff that has worked for me for years that I can reproduce. I'm not on there talking about something I've tried once and, Oh, it worked. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, so it's all things that, that anybody should be able to reproduce and have good luck with. It's, it's, and realistically, it's also universal techniques, right? It doesn't really matter, right? That it's, you're working on a raw versus a Nick Maxwell edition specter or whatever you're working on. Right. Tapping, you know, tapping a hole is, is the same across the board, right? Cleaning out uh, the the threads, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah, yeah, bingo. It's the it's the same stuff, and I and I don't get into any details on like for a specific helicopter. Um, and same thing with the fly bar stuff. I don't get into detailed setup. I go over like, okay, this is the best way to make sure that your helicopter is going to take off and be not out of trim, I guess to say, um, with getting stuff flat, but it doesn't go into, you're still going to have to refer to your user manual, user manual, uh, for things like that. Okay, but there's so some, kinda, well, sorry. Okay. So this kind of like covers the mechanical side of things, like actually building the helicopter, not the setup. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it goes over. I mean, I explained kind of the, what to do to make your top and bottom pitches equal and, um, you know, things to look for when you're putting the servos in to make sure that if you make all three rods the same length, that doesn't just mean your swash plates level. Because, um, say, the servos could move in the, you know, and just the pinpoint the little different things that may, in theory, might not work in real life that could lead to some frustration. Let me ask you this. Do you touch base on uh, belt tension? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's one thing that, you know, it's doing tech support or, you know, just going out at an event, right? I get that question a lot, you know, and, you know, a lot of times it comes, it's on a raw, but it, it's kind of across the board that I've heard the same questions like belt tension. Like, how do you determine, the, you know, the, the best, you know, what is the best tension, you know, like, I, you know, like for me, it's like, well, I, I, I use the raw or the Puma, right? And say, well, this is kind of how I have it set up. But there's, I'm sure you, because of the years of experience, you might have a better way to explain it, right? And that's where you, having this video, might just kind of, I think, clear the 
bad you know uh, air that we might have uh, around us when it comes to what is the perfect you know solution to build tension so that's awesome right yeah i mean i don't know the video's not out yet maybe i don't explain it well we'll find out when people <laughs> i i hope i do yeah um, <laughs> um but uh but yeah so stuff like that and of course um, how to break in gears and what changes, you know, I, I think one big thing is what changes after the first four flights, right? Mm. Um, and That's what, cool. and what can you do to mitigate not having to do that by getting a $30 Arbor press from Harbor mm. Freight in the bearings on brand new stuff. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, think- another question, right? Well, not question. The statement, you know, we get people like, oh, I just build this and it's doing this. And we're like, just keep flying it, right? Just give it some time before you start, you know, worrying about you have an issue, right? So it would be cool to hear your take on kind of like having, you know, giving people a better understanding of what changes in 10, 15, 20 flights in a heli. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully if it's, if it's built with these techniques, most things won't change. So, yeah, but like gear gear flashing and stuff like that, you just can't avoid that. You're not going to go, you know, file out every tooth on the gear. (laughs) Yeah. Most people don't think you actually have to break in a heli. Like they don't think about that stuff that some stuff has to get worked in. Yep. Well, I think that's part of the, the, I don't want to say the generation, but, you know, I think it's part of electrics have kind of created this monster in people, right? The plug and play, you know, yep. or the bind Ready and to fly. fly. Ready yeah. to fly. Yep. So, you know, like from if you started with nitro, you know, like you, you, I feel by default, you know, it was kind of taught into you. It's like, well, you know. There's a lot of things. Not only the motor you got to break in, but you got to look at a gear lash. You got to look at all these things. Now with belts and everything else, we kind of lost that art, right? Of of breaking of the not just the motor, but the whole heli, right? And people yep. don't have that understanding of what 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 are some of the things that could change, right? So they can't troubleshoot, you know. And it's not their fault. It's not, I don't think I'm not saying that the people are stupid. It's just having getting that deeper understanding through this video what it sounds like is going to allow people to troubleshoot and kind of be self-sufficient to a certain degree right and then this way at some point you know if if there's if it's truly an issue then yeah manufacturers i, I don't think most of the major manufacturers really like sab uh, miniature uh you know uh excel power i think they're really quick to like if there's an issue they're going to send you replacements. You know, they're not going to waste any time. They're going to make right by the people. You know, the problem is a lot of it, I think, is just self-induced personally uh, or self-created issues that really might not, not be an issue. It might be just a quick fix right there in front of you, you know, if you know how to do it and how to identify it, being that it's an issue, non-issue, critical, non-critical, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Several years ago, you know, to just fly some of these things where you had to learn them out of necessity or now you don't have when you are plagued with something, um, the information isn't as readily available. So hopefully, and you know, everybody can, it doesn't matter if you were a, you know, mechanical person, everyone can learn anything and anyone can be successful. So uh, 
hopefully by just sharing information and saying, this is what I did. And then when you see it fly, you see the results, then it's <laughs> obviously I don't say this in the video, but I guess kind of the best way to say it is it kind of separates the put up and shut up information versus the theoretical information that may be out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up and shut up information. <laughs> yeah. But I tell everybody, you know, it's like, you know, uh, anyone could do what I do, like I, as far as for a living or anything. It's all about being exposed to the information and practicing it, right? You know, it takes time, you know, like that's the one thing that no matter what, you know, it, it's, you know, uh, it takes time and exposure to set information in order to be able to, and, and you could do it, you could learn it. You know, anyone could learn. I mean, there's probably just a handful of things that I, you know, I think that I cannot learn, right? It just might take me a long time to learn it. That's all, you know? So when there's no information or there's so much information, it's over, you know, you're inundated with information, like it's only going to make it worse for people and they get discouraged, you know? You probably heard it a million times. I just don't yeah. know what's going on. I'm just, I'm done with it. Hold on a second. You know, like, let's not get discouraged yet. And you got to talk them off the ledge, right? <laughs> and in certain, some ways, you know, society has changed a little bit. In 10, 15 years ago, everybody went to fun flies. That was kind of your way to interact because there was no, you know, there was run rider and stuff, but you couldn't really see the day-to-day activities of people. Um so, you know, in, in my case, meeting these people that have helped and were resources for me, uh, it's it's not that easy, especially during COVID. There was no events to go to. So all you had was the Internet. So. Yep. I think, I you know, think that's, that was, kind of- that's a fact, Nick, you know, that, you know, just the way information like, you know, people used to drive be like. You know, I'll drive 10 hours to go to an event because that's where they got the most amount of very clear, specific information. Exactly. Exactly. And you Um, could see who were having success and who the guys weren't. So you listen to the guys that were having success. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the the one thing that I was going to ask you is like when it comes to like building techniques and stuff like that, you know, everybody watches you fly, right? Um, But realistically, how many people... You know, and it's probably a lot, but at the same time, maybe not enough, is how many people, instead of, like, it's Nick Maxwell, the great pilot, really came and said, well, it's Nick Maxwell, this person that has so much building information or experience, troubleshooting experience, you know? Because, you know, like, sometimes we get kind of taken by the pilot skill rather than the, 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 the mechanical skill that one might have from all the years of being, you know? I think now you're kind of hitting them now. Now you're giving them something that it's up there. Like not they watch you fly, but then they also watch you build. Right. And you, you give them good information, which is awesome. It, yeah. Yeah. And that all goes back to the, the flying and you're flying advancing, you know, it, first helicopter you built, it may have stayed together for hovering and learning to fly. But then when you started doing aerobatics and turning the head speed up, all of a sudden, that same technique doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, that kind of helps clear things up. Mm. And of course, 
I saw I saw one cool thing is a, uh, a way to put questions up after people watch the video. So maybe like a little forum or something. So I think we're looking into how to do that. Because, of course, there's things that could be missed. So, Well, you know people have questions, right? The cool thing about it is that with the video, like you could pause it. Yep. Right? Take your, your, your time to assimilate the information and figure out, like, do I have more questions or is it pretty straightforward? Right? It would be cool to have some kind of way of pinpointing minute 23, right? You say this. You know, can you be, can you just, you know, elaborate on that minute 23 or that term or whatever case may be? So this yeah. way allows you to also go and see what you said probably months ago, right? And say, okay, this is what I meant by that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And if something wasn't covered, because obviously nobody knows everything. So if I don't know the answer, we'll, we'll maybe be able to hook whoever it is up with somebody who does know the answer. So. Mm -hmm. You know all answers, Nick. Don't lie. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, have, I have about six people on speed dial for when my helicopter blows up. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, like, that's a, a, you know, usually what I say, I'm like, um, I, I, th I might know the answer, but if I don't, I'll find somebody. Like, that's what I'm really good at is finding somebody to help you out. Even with yep. the guy, like, I remember years ago when I met uh, – one of the guys that he was, you know, uh, we met at Fredericksburg. He was literally sitting in the parking lot, you know, uh, changing batteries using the trunk of his car. So we invited him over. He comes up to us and is like, hey, um, I fly Fry Sky. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, we could, I can't help you, but I know somebody that can. So I took him to, uh, what's his name out of New York? Uh, one of the guys in New York. Um, that flies fry sky and i just introduced him and i didn't really i wasn't i'm not i wasn't a close friend with a person from new york that flew fry sky but i just introduced him and i was like you guys have fun i'm gonna go that way but after that he came back like an hour or two later he's like oh yeah he was super knowledgeable i now i know exactly what to do with the fry sky i'm like there you go like winning <laughs> so yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with that and that's the thing people i think more and more understand is that you know, there's no way to know everything. You know, there's so much out there, especially in our, you know, it might be like a small hobby, but there's so much technology, so many mechanical concepts that we're dealing with in a heli, you know? Yes. Behind every good, someone who's good at something, there's usually a team of people behind them that <laughs> help. And it's cool that you're doing the video because it's learning kind of your techniques that are universal, but everybody has different ways of doing stuff. So like you said, someone might be able to pick up that one different way of doing it and be like, Oh, this is way easier than the way I've been doing it for five years. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. I mean, I'm always open to trying new things. It doesn't mean that's what I'm going to keep doing for the rest of my hobby career. Right. But I could say, yeah, I tried it. It, it works. You yeah. know, yeah. it's, it's perfect. I understood it. It's easy to understand for, potentially somebody new it worked for me and cool let's move on right so yeah there's so I many people out there too that let's you know we you heard them nick is you go where you hear of people that don't have literally nobody to fly with they fly they're in the middle of iowa in the middle of nowhere with nobody to fly with right so 
I think people like that are going to get great help from this type of, of uh, series. Yeah, yeah, I sure hope so, because obviously the more successful everybody is, the, the, the bigger the hobby will get. Yep. So question, it sounds like it's going to be one big video. It's not going to be broken into like volumes or anything like that. Or is that like internal to the video itself where they kind of break it up where you could kind of fast forward? I will be totally honest with you. I have no idea because after it was shot, I have not seen what's been edited. Um, okay. I think the, the plan is, yes, it's going to be one big thing. You're not going to have to like purchase installments. That's, that's not the goal. Um, okay. But I'm sure that they're going to have chapters like, mm-hmm. okay, now he's starting the rotor head. Now he's starting the tail rotor. Do um, yeah. you know what platform it's going to be on? I think it's just going to be a, uh, th- I think that's what they're working on now is trying to figure out how to host it on HeliDirect so that you can download the whole thing from. Oh, okay. And then, of course, the DVD. I, I really want the DVD option. So if you go to a fun fly, you can just pick one up. Um, mm. that'd, be, I, that'd be real tool at fun flies because if you have the dvd option if you're kind of lost on something you could just like put it in your computer or something and like go back to if you remember what chapter it was go back to that chapter and watch it event. Mm-hmm. yeah that or they're more than welcome to just walk down and ask <laughs> <laughs> the, the small fee of this dvd i will help you yeah. <laughs> Stay in your car and watch the DVD. That's what I'm gonna. He's gonna like learn all the marks in the video. It's like it's actually minute two twenty five point zero two. What? What do you mean? Like just go twenty five point zero two. It's right there. I will probably to make sure I didn't say something stupid, but I probably will never watch it again because I hate seeing myself on camera. Really? Yes, I can. I will. I absolutely refuse to watch myself flying on YouTube or whatever. When people tag you in the Facebook videos, I will. Oh. I will click off of that faster than anything. <laughs> keep keep telling us what you don't like, Nick. You know this is you know. Just I always unfortunately I, I realize that most successful people in the world they say you never look at the past, you always look to the future. I yeah. try to. When I look to the past, all I do is just see, well, that's screwed up there. Oh, that was crooked. That was. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, oh. they say is like we are our own worst critics, right? You know, exactly. I, I think that's that's everybody. Um, if we like to admit it or not, you know. Yeah, I think that was even something. Well, we were talking about that this weekend. I think, Chris, it's like, oh, some people are like that was an awesome flight. And I was like, oh, kind of threw up when I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> with, with 3D and stuff, you're the only one that knew what you were supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 3D is great. You can hide everything. Uh, I mean, until you hit the ground. <laughs> oh, you can hide that too. Yeah. You could say, I meant to do that. I was just trying to see how close I could get, and just, I got too close. Mm-hmm. you. <laughs> hide that Chris you need to do a video on that because every time I crash it seems like the whole freaking field comes out yeah you gotta pick it up and you gotta get out of there run out there run back no no dilly dally in between a memory real quick <laughs> before the NTSB comes shows up 
Yeah. Call, call, call the, the, the safety patrol. Be like, listen, we got to comb the field. You know, we got to figure out exactly what happened, when it happened, and we got to do interviews. Yeah. I just, anytime I crash, I just be like, oops, I don't know what I did. <laughs> yeah. Just raise your hand and be like, I'm, I'm going to solve this one really quick. I messed up. Yeah. That's good. That's it. That's, That's what I the right answer. If you knew what you're supposed to do, you wouldn't have done it in the first yeah. place. Yeah. My bad. Hey, there you go, Nick. The next series. How to crash and look good. I would not be the person to do that. I look pretty shitty every time I crash. It's usually me. Uh, we'll just see what you need to do once again. It's all about you know who you got you know, in, in that that you compare like close. So like what you need to do is you need to get somebody that's even worse when it comes to crashing. So I volunteer Kevin McGrady. Oh, you want to see a debris field? I mean, trust me, it does not disappoint. So you got to pick the right cast, right? It's it's a cast of you know best crashers in the world. So I was I was pretty uh, proud of mine in the extravaganza because like someone you know when you do a good crash when they screenshot a picture of it and parts are just exploding everywhere. Yep, yeah. I was pretty get pretty proud of those. And then we need like, like what not to do and post Cholo's picture on there. Mm-hmm. What we not like, to do. We need like Nick Saban and an overhead projector and go frame by frame just like they do in football. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like that idea. I think uh, what we need to do is we need to do a spoof, a video spoof of analyzing a crash. Analyzing the crash. Well, yeah. you, you know, like uh, what is the, the Australian guy? That does the the uh, oh, or Ozzy, yeah, yeah, Ozzy Mozzy or whatever, Ozzy reviews or something. Yeah, I follow yeah, that Aussie guy. Reviews. I think you need to do a spoof like that. The Heli heads. Let's talk about what just happened. It's we need to make some videos at Spring Fling because it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and then we can do it from there. That could go in what's popping. Heli heads reviews. Great till it didn't. Can you, like, Nick, if if somebody gave you a helicopter and said, Nick, I want you to give us the most extravagant jewelry kit crash known to man, you think you could you could do it on command like that? Uh, but that make you look like you're just, like, fence posting it, right? Like, we... You're flying, but you just got to be like something that just people never seen before in a crash, other than going into like the crowd or you know something crazy like that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I could just off off hand. Usually, the the good ones are the sporadic ones, <laughs> unplanned. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm down to 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 put up a. A sacrificial bird here and there for for a good time. I don't know. You know safe, you're safety to be conscious. Able to we got to keep it 300 feet away. You know, yep. yellow vest, helmets. Yeah, the whole earplugs, OSHA approved. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then what we'll do is we'll put the, you know you know this was executed by professionals. I mean, Nick is a professional. And a picture of Nick with his in a controlled up. environment, and no thumbs animals up. were hurt during the the filming of this. They were good, right? I mean, we covered all the bases. 
I'd be down to try it, but I'm guessing if you just wait long enough, you can probably just see it naturally happen. <laughs> <laughs> With his heli, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give it a player. Usually I'm good for five or six a year. Yeah. We'll have to come up with something. I think it would be cool to do some kind of stuff. Have a, you know, keep it safe but fun. Chris has the opposite problem. Every time he crashes, the only thing he takes out is terror. Hey, that yeah. took a while to perfect. Within 15 seconds of taking off. <laughs> like, I think Chris is one of those. It, it either happens in the first 15, 20 seconds, or he's good for the, like, he's going to finish the flight. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen anybody n- just break tailblades. <laughs> yeah. so what do you mean? You never seen that I before? Think, I don't think I have ever seen you actually crash. Like you just hit the tail and land. Like you don't. You've. I don't think I've actually ever seen you crash one. Like crash, crash. Oh, you ain't watched me fly enough then. Oh, there's some good ones out there. How many tarot did you take out in Canada? Oh. Canada? Oh God! I don't think you a helicopter, just a tail rotor. I think the I part bro- that you were was a tail fin. The part I broke on my crack was I cracked the end of the boom, but it was like still kind of flyable. Oh okay. But we swapped it. But I just swapped out helis. No, the I don't know. Canada, we went through a couple tail blades. <laughs> no, my worst tail blades. No, I haven't done that yet. I haven't been that bad. Worst was uh, probably spring fling. We went through a bunch of spring fling. <laughs> I mean, that's, I went through... that's winning though, right? It's a win, I guess. I don't know. We cr- I remember I broke the tailblades off of one heli, went and grabbed the other one, and we broke the tailblades off of that one. I don't even think I burned that pack up. It was the same pack. Set the tailblade. Yeah, per pack. <laughs> You better get yourself some B surface, boy. I think it's impressive. It's like I think it's impressive. Anybody else is like, ah, it's not good. <laughs> no, yeah. to just only take out tail blades, pretty awesome. Yeah, but it's not like you know. Like I think what's impressive is now that it's like once in a blue moon, like twice a year. You you could do that, like you know couple of sets in a day like what are the odds that it's just that you know multiple times in a day Alan. apparently when you're me it's quite often <laughs> he doesn't use a blade bag he just fills them up full of tail blades yep i have containers full of tail blades with me at all times All right. Anything else, Nick? What do you? Uh, I think we covered just about the whole series. Kind of some of the things that are going to be more specific, or what people are going to be able to learn or uh, get some information on on building techniques. Anything else? Um, no. That's that's pretty much it. Um, I'm sure that Heli Direct will do quite a bit of Facebook posts and things like that when it's when it's ready. Um. And of course, if people watch it and they have any questions, feel free to reach out. I mean, the the more feedback that we end up getting, it can only get better with feedback. So, 
or it could lead to other series, right? Potentially. Yeah, yeah. I would like to do a a, glow, a nitro one. Like, yes. like bringing back that one would... tank tip. Oh yeah, the one tank tips for flying. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting old. I can't fly anymore. Somebody else is gonna have to do that. Oh, oh come on. on! Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, yeah. the Nick talks. You know, that was like one of the very first things that Kevin was like, those Nick talks. And I literally like I used to do them all the time and then I fell out of it. But I think we need some refresh. Can you do a refresh like V3? You got a whole new nitro to do them with. Yeah. Yeah. Whole new nitro. Now, I think the fuel tank. So that Raptor G4 flew for like eternity. This one. (laughs) So maybe it would be cool. Like if you if you get a new uh, a new take, it doesn't have to be like, you know, 20 different things. Just, you know, even if it's four or five things, you know. Yeah. So I have to to bring it back from the from the dead, if you know what I mean. So I have to be totally honest with you, and this is, you won't believe this shit, but you can look it up on Habako's website. Okay. They, tra- they trademarked that name. No, they didn't. So this got two tank tips. <laughs> two tank tips. <laughs> hey, said, listen, 50% is still 50%, half a tank. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll have a, a different name, but for sure, the flying videos next... Now that I'm back and not traveling as much, we'll try to do more of those. And if anybody has any ideas, feel free to throw them out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, we a while back we did the whole uh, full pool school. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and it it was it wasn't anything crazy. It's just we got mm-hmm. so much good feedback for something like that. So I think like the 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 similar type of like one tank tips and. I think once again, it's just it, it 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 can do nothing but help, right? So, yeah, yeah. The more the more information that everybody shares, the the bigger the hobby gets, and it'd be awesome if one day helicopters would get as big as you know go karts or FPV racing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's- I feel like it's growing back with a safe number, though, now. At least this time, instead of, like, a big boom where a bunch of people get out of it quick, it's, like, a nice, smooth growth now. Yeah, for sure. I sure hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. People got to have hobbies. Yeah, yeah, and, and this is a great one. I think it's something that fathers and sons can do together. Um, you know, I mean, most, I mean, that's how, what, Chris, you, me, I mean, several... People all started that way. I mean, so. Yeah, that's exactly how I got into it. Yeah. yeah I think it's a very family oriented thing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. Well, there's nothing else. Do you guys want to wrap it up? Yeah, we can start getting out of that part of the night. All right. Well, first is first. Nick, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on our show. I know this is kind of like a long time coming, and we had to finally, you know, uh, put the ball and chain to come to on our show because you're super busy, but we appreciate it as always. If you ever want to come back because you have something new coming out, you know, our show is kind of for the people, by the, by the people, for the people. So you're more than welcome to come back. Thank you for coming on tonight. Um, and the only question I have, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the easiest way? 
Well, for, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I really enjoy coming on and talking to y'all. Um, and I think, you know, you guys doing these podcasts is fantastic. Gives uh, people to, things to listen to. I know I, I like listening to stuff like this as well. So it's uh, pretty awesome. Uh, regarding contact, um, I will be honest. I don't do Facebook Messenger. So I apologize if you've messaged me on there. Um, but email nickmaxwellproducts at gmail.com is probably the best way. And of course, if you're at a fun fly, don't hesitate to come up and say, hey, talk to you on email. We talked about this and I'll, I'm sure I'll remember. So mm-hmm. everybody at events. We, that's a good thing because like, I know a lot of people get really mad when you don't answer on Facebook Messenger, right? In time. Quickly. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, it, it got a little, the Facebook thing using all the different platforms got a little too much. Yeah. No, I get it. The easiest way to track it down is in the email, right? It always stays there. It is. And, and you know, you can, yeah. yeah I, I'm sure that the people that can manage all that, I envy them. I guess my brain just isn't wired that way. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Well, thank you. It was our pleasure. And um, if you want to, you could, yeah, let's, you know, we need at least, well, you got two? Two hashtags. No, you don't have any hashtags. We got to give, you know, do you have hashtags? Think about them, you know, for the next couple, two, three minutes. Okay, Nick? We'll get you hit with that. Just random hashtags? Just random hashtags. If you want to say hashtag, there's no more one tank tips because it's trademarked. It's half a tank tip now. That's fine. Whatever Nick Maxwell's heart desires. Half half tank tip. Okay. All right, so let's go. Parting words. First of all, if you guys want to email us, you want to be an average Joe, you have show ideas, you got comments, concern, you want to put in a complaint, do so at theheliheadshow at gmail.com. And don't forget to like our Facebook, follow and subscribe to us on Podbeans and iTunes. Also, Shout out to all our heli podcasts out there and personality in the hobby. Mm-hmm. Chris, you you like Monty, You love this next one. You gotta you gotta put in help there. You gotta do club donations. You gotta help out the clubs. They host the event. The least we can do is help the clubs be able to host the events and have more events and be around for a while. Mm-hmm. Donations do of any club. kind, right? Anything. Yep. Helps out. Okay. Uh, hashtags. I'll, I'll go last. So, Diamante, hit us. Hashtag assert dominance. Hashtag mm-hmm. C squared coming to an event near you. Hashtag mm-hmm. Kevin finally gave you my heli. And hashtag <laughs> winter bash was a blast. I like, I like that last one because that's I was going to kind of go for the same thing. So right now I've got hashtag drive from the right side. Hashtag a 20 is a 20. Mm-hmm. Hashtag winter, bla- winter bash was a blast. I'm stealing that one. And then mm-hmm. hashtag Kevin knows what he did at Spring Fling. <laughs> uh, you guys are still going on about that. I'm, I was going to let it die. But then he just, just 
annihilated it in the camper at the Winter Bash, so I brought it back. Hashtag, I'm never going to smell the same ever, right? Yep, hashtag, sheets are stained. <laughs> I know, I got to open all, I'm still airing it out right now. Uh, all right, Nick, two, three, one, give us something. Okay, well, I'm going to steal one from Mike Pound, which is hashtag, make Nitro great again. And uh, hashtag, uh, who can crash the best? Ooh, mm, that's a good that's one. That's a challenge, 2023. All right, so I'll close it up. You know, uh, solo, hashtag no smelly feet. Not a lot. No smelly feet. But that's uh, not just me, though. C squared. Yeah, that is C squared. You both of you, like, I don't know what it is. I stunk out. But... I stunk out the whole <laughs> SAB booth at Ursha. I think it's. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, so listen, I, it's it's all that all that weight, you know, that that you know puts those feet under a lot of pressure. They're sweating it. Yeah, they feel uh, the heat. All the greatness. Yep. Mm -hmm. So next one, hashtag man, did I love my churros? Yep. There's incriminating evidence of me eating churros with my California, you know, boys. They were delicious. Uh, hashtag we made it to the rodeo and it was amazing if you missed it try it next year hashtag <laughs> can I bum a what hour please yep we were taken care of we have plenty of charging availability at the rodeo and uh, make sure that we return the favor at an event in the future for our west coast folks and then um Kevin never really came through with this one because he never came to the rodeo. Will my loner oh. puma survive the rodeo? And it did. Both my pumas came back in eh, most of the pieces. The only thing that was left behind was a set of blades that I loaned out to somebody. And in Chris fashion, I decided to break them. But that's okay because I was fully aware what happens to... Any blades that feel good on a nitro helicopter, they're probably going to be taken into the dirt at times. So. It's not meant uh, to be. Yeah, that's it. So if there's nothing else, guys, thank you for listening. Please tune in for our next episode. That only knows what else we're going to give away for you.